Blog Talk Radio. Six man. Radio. 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 Just before this honor. Loyalty list. As I enter industry with thoughts so lucrative, I was self-destruct before I become captive. They wouldn't let me in, now I'ma take that initiative. To stand firm and make my own pivot. Yeah, I knew a few people with similar thoughts like these, and together we make the illustrious DVD. We'll fight until the end, giving up is not an option. Things will never be the same if you ain't with it. Get the walking in, I'm saying Keep it as a reminder, forever stay loyal. But this James didn't work my spots out and they keep on falling in part of the solution and you're part of the problem. So we looking for something different cause we done heard the calling. Tell me it's not no longer can I stand anymore soul and then you possess the consciousness to open closed doors. Tell yourself it's no holding back. I'm Good evening, and welcome to another episode of What Race. I will take the role of host for the evening. <laughs> this is wrong. No, you're not. Uh, uh, you're fired. Colby has fixed him in five. I'm not fired. <laughs> yes, I'm here with Colby, and if you guys want to hit us up, you can call in. The number is 646-478-3599, or hit us up on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter account is Vibe and Rome. That's B-I-B-I-N-R-O-M-E. Hers is K-A-T-5-C-O-L-B-Y. Yes, Cat5Colby. You can also check us out on the website. We have whatrace.wordpress.com. And <laughs> we will be back after a music break. DJ How can I love DJ DJ How can I love somebody else if I can't love myself enough to know when it's time? Time to 
Radio. Man. Radio. Radio. Still getting the job done.
Listen, man, like, this whole, I, I get, like, I was having technical difficulties. My computer wouldn't turn on. Like, I don't know what was going on. I get that you jumped in. You kind of maybe saved the day by starting the show. But listen, I'm still the host. And I get to say things when we come back. You don't talk over me. Oh. Are we clear? It's only if you show up on time. So... I was on time. <laughs> Calm I was in down. fact early. Right, right. I'm, no, sure you, you don't are. understand. <laughs> what? What don't My I understand? My life is just one big technical difficulty. All right, you you're right. I, I don't understand. I'll take care of her for it. Mhm. Why don't you show so, are you planning on you plan on getting your life together anytime soon? No. I know the a springing forward an hour is getting throw some. It messes off, you up, man. That was Saturday, two days ago. That was Sunday, technically. Two o'clock in the morning. If you guys haven't changed your clocks, do so. Spring forward, you lose an hour. It sucks. Right. Well, I guess I'm going to start off with our story for the evening. Um, this story is actually posted on our website. At least the pictures are more so. But if you guys have been paying some sort of attention to random circumstances or events, um, you will know that, uh, well, here in Florida, there was a picture of a snake eating an alligator. Now, you can understand that, seeing how, you know, they try to fight over territory and all, like a full-grown alligator, and the alligator busts out of the snake's stomach. Well, in this case, an otter was captured, well, was seen <laughs> taking, well, sorry, oh, well, A photographer caught a otter taking a bite out of an alligator. The alligator was alive and kicking, and they were fighting. And what ended up happening was the uh, otter dragged the alligator to shore and devoured it. Now, it was not I don't a understand how a damn alligator. otter can eat a gator. Are you sure this is real? This is real. I've seen otters don't play. Everybody sleeps on otters. Otters don't are nothing to mess with. You know, they have to make statements like this to let everybody know they're, they mean business. <laughs> so They're just... So innocent looking. They're like the puppies of the sea. Well, you know, puppies grow up to be, you know, or rivers. Wait, what? Reverse what? I said, or rivers. Oh, rivers, yeah. Well, this one is fresh water, so no ocean going on or sea business going on there. He dragged the alligator up on shore, and the photographer couldn't get a real look at it. I wouldn't really want to take a good look at it either, seeing a otter, a puppy, as you would say, drag an alligator vicious and, you know, feared amongst the animal kingdom. And he said he heard crunching sounds and... Afterwards, found the alligator's remains. Oh, man, I'm struggling today. 
But yeah, that's it up on the website, so feel free to check that out. We have some pictures up there. And we have some more stories for you this evening, but we will take a nice quick No, music we're break. not taking a damn music break. No, stop it. <laughs> you run out of things to say. No. Okay. So anybody that likes cars or anybody that can at least admire an old car and say, that's really cool, um, listen up. Apparently, and I had never heard of this, but apparently Chrysler donated a lot of Dodge Viper vehicles um, when they were first made. In fact, it was the first 93, 98. I swear I'm dyslexic. Let's see, 93. Um, and they were donated to different educational institutions. And as part of this donation process, it was in the agreement that whenever the vehicles were no longer able to be used for education, they're destroyed. So 93 of the first ever made Vipers are about to be destroyed because they're apparently no longer usable for education. And that includes number four, which is the rarest, um, 1992 Dodge Viper with VIN number four. And, I mean, people have tried to buy it, including Jay Leno. It's got an estimated $250,000 value. And it's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, not bad. Yeah. Um, but it's not to be completely flattened. Okay. That was going to be my question. Yeah, like destroyed. I don't understand the purpose of that. Well, if people want to buy it, why don't they just sell it, even though it's not for educational purposes? That can be money going towards whatever educational purposes exactly. they originally for. That's how I feel about it. But, I mean, I just, I don't understand it. It's really upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you like touched by, by this story? I am. Like it's a really freaking cool looking car. And it's in like great condition, of course, because it's just been sitting there and being used for educational purposes, but it's just like why would you destroy that? It it you know, it could be part of history. Right. I I don't understand it. I don't understand the mindset behind it. Unless it's like, oh, we were trying to look for or do something only for education. But still, like you said, like those could be sold and the money could go to educational institutions. Right. I don't know. I think that's a waste. I think so, too. What do you think? Uh, give us a call, 646-478-3599. Hit us up on Twitter at KT5COLBY or at V-I-B-I-N-R-O-M-E. Um, use the hashtag what race. Get involved on Facebook. I don't care how you get involved, but do it. Until then, we will be back with more after this news break. After this news break.
those hat for let us prepare to get the thing all together Cause I've seen many ladies in my day Like the wind, they've all blown away See, to love someone, it's an atmosphere That you both still share when one's not there There's no real way it can be explained I guess it's the way I smile when I hear your name It's the little thing you do that means so much It's the chance you put into every touch
Welcome back. <sighs> Hope you enjoy that. I'm glad that Boom didn't try to cut me off. Oh, look, there he is. No, you're the host. Do your thing. I know I'm the damn host. God. Anywho. Yeah. Um, if at any point in time you want to get involved with the show, call and let us know what you think, 646-478-3599. Hit us up on Twitter and or Facebook. We're monitoring all of them because we're cool like that. Yeah. You can so. also call if you're listening to the show throughout the week or after hours, I guess you can say. You can call 850-58-CALL, leave a voicemail, and if it's not too long... <laughs> You can we can play that on the next show. Well, so don't call twenty four times repeating yourself. We won't play anything then. Right. Um, so bringing it back, and not like throwing it back in any way, shape, or form, but bringing it back. Um, okay. A woman. Hey, you know what? I'm trying. A woman in Bronx, New York. Um. Won $2 million in a recent Powerball drawing, if you didn't know. Pretty cool. That's a lot of money. Damn near impossible to pick all the right numbers. Isn't that how you play the Powerball? You just pick so many numbers, and the more you get right, the more you win. That's how that works, right? Uh, I've never played it. Yeah, for the most part. You can either pick them or you can have them randomly picked for you. <clears throat> right, okay. So... She goes in, she plays Powerball after getting Chinese food. And, of course, every time you go and get Chinese food, you get a little fortune cookie. And it says something like, you're an amazing person, or you will make friends tomorrow, or um, beware of lurking (laughs) visitors, or something like that. Yeah, something very generic. And on the back, it'll say, "Um, your lucky numbers are blah, 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 blah. And you're like, oh, okay. Nobody really cares. Well, this lady, 75, I guess decided that those numbers might mean something because after she got her uh, Chinese, I almost said Spanish food, oh my God. (laughs) After she got her Chinese food, she went and played those numbers for Powerball. So, she won. Those exact numbers came up. I guess they really were lucky. Maybe I need to pay attention next time I get Chinese food. Impossible. You paying attention. Yeah. Anyway. What? Uh, that was funny. The thought of you paying attention is quite humorous. Oh, true. Um, but yeah, she's a retired deli owner. She plans on investing her winnings, and she may splurge on a trip to Switzerland to see her relative. But, like, I mean, nobody pays attention to that stuff. Like, and if you do, I feel like it's just like, yeah, whatever. I'll just, just in case, you know, what is a Powerball? Like a dollar? It's $2 to play. $2? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't think I would have well, done it. Would you have done that? Uh, I've done that before. Uh, I had a fortune cookie or two. I would go play uh, Powerball and, I guess, the regular lotto <laughs> to test my luck. So and how did that work out for you? Well, obviously, I didn't win. <laughs> I, yeah. But hey, you're here. Because <laughs> what? Because you're here. You're on the show. Yeah. You didn't win, but you're still here. Gotcha. True. I'm here on the show. Yay. We're not winning. Do. <laughs> but, um, yeah, really, it's really cool. But um, I have another story. Um, it takes place up north, Michigan. Um, this woman was found dead after six years. And the only way she was found is because she has set up automatic payments for her bills. So. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. She had been dead for like six years, six years, like sitting yeah. in her car, and nobody came to check on her or find her because she always traveled a lot and everything. And right. eventually, her bank accounts dried up, and they're like they came to like repossess her car, or repossess something, and or it was something about like the roof. The bank repoed her house mm-hmm. or foreclosed on her house. And they right. came to look at the roof because it was, like, caving in or something. And they found her dead sitting in her car on mummy's side. Right. Like, with leathery skin and everything. Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So, the moral um, of the story is, don't do auto payments. Don't have <laughs> savings. <laughs> like, all the stuff that they tell you to do. <laughs> don't do it. Or well, the lady she really she kept to herself. Her they talked to police, talked to her neighbors, and said that you know she was a nice lady. Um, one of the neighbors actually was in charge of cutting her lawn. He wasn't she even was in charge of it. He just did it to be a nice guy. And come to find years. out, he was covering up her death for six yes for six years. He <laughs> was just doing it because she always like went around traveling. Then she was old, and she he was just like well. I'll, you know, I don't know, probably freaking homeowners or something. I'll keep her, like, help her out and mow her lawn. Right. Well, we'll go with that. All right. So but the other the, moral of the story is don't mow your neighbor's lawns. <laughs> An accessory in covering up a dead body. Right. That's not even a crime. She, I don't she was found inside her garage. Anyway, Irrelevant. she is believed to be a, a contractor for a, a financial department or a major automobile company, and she must have been loaded to have her bills paid for six years. And That's the last transaction was taken from her account on March of last year. And, wow. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. She doesn't have any um, nearby relatives. Uh, most of her family is in Germany. Are you laughing? No. It's terrible person for laughing at this. <laughs> Awful. Alright. <clears throat> so yeah, moral story, you know, just be, at least have somebody that would notice if you're missing for more than, you know, a week, month, Definitely more than a few years. Yeah, like, I mean, I 
I thought that was kind of the whole point of having neighbors, is you just kind of look out for each other. And you make sure that, you know, nothing goes down, because if it could happen to their house, it could happen to your house. I mean, it's right there. So for her neighbors to just be like, oh, well, she's never home. Yeah, if you don't see somebody for, like, a few years, and that should be a red flag. Hey, just wanted to check on you and see everything, make sure everything's okay. You'd think the post office would have noticed it, something, too, for six years' worth of mail. That's true. Collecting. That is a good point. I know people, you know, some people like to keep to themselves and not be bothered, but, you know, um, just think within the six years of her passing, you know, somebody could have, like, well, um, she hasn't done, she, we would just want to make sure she's alive for that matter. So, again, I wonder how uh, she died. Yeah. There, well, I read some of the comments from the article, like, well, she was found on the passenger side of her vehicle. So that kind of hints that she was either boarded by a driver, she just kind of left her there, or committed suicide with the carbon monoxide poisoning, kind of turned on the car, you know, just let the engine run inside the garage. What the I case guess is, eventually the car would just run out of gas, right, at some point during right. six years? Yeah. Car run out of gas, the battery would die. Yeah. But uh, you would think someone would notice, but I guess not. Just pay more attention, be careful, and be aware of your surroundings. It's uh, all, around, all around moral of the story. Well, let's we're going to go to another music break. Uh, when we come... Six, yeah, four, yeah, let six, us know what you think. Three five nine nine four eight five zero five eight three zero four two six. And um, when we come back, a very interesting way to try to kill your husband, as done by an Arizona woman recently. Stay tuned. DJ
enjoyed that music break um as i was saying before we went into it it was a very interesting way to try to kill your husband that this woman tried out in arizona recently um and there's no there's no motive although some would say just being married is motive but he and to pass that She's 65. Hmm. So I would say married for a while. <laughs> I guess at some point you're just like, 
you got to die. <laughs> so her name is Rosemary, Rosemary Vogel. And she was arrested on suspicion of attempted first-degree murder. She was a former um, nurse herself. And her husband had just undergone heart surgery, I believe. And he came through it um, fine. He's 66. Came through it fine. That's great. Well, in, what's it called afterwards? What you're in? It doesn't matter. Basically, after the surgery, he's in recovery. Thank you. Recovery. Um, Just chilling, you know, IVs in, whatever. And his wife tries to put this brown substance in there. Um, The brown substance wound up to be fecal matter. Now, it does say in here that she was at one point a nurse. Or at least that's how I read it. So I don't understand why she didn't just try to put a bubble in it. Why do I know that? I don't know. Don't worry about it. But I don't understand. <laughs> like, how bad do you have to kill your How bad do you have to want to kill your husband to go in the bathroom, shit into a test tube, not a test tube, an uh, injection tube thing, and then try to swap them out? And then, of course, she left evidence. Um. <clears throat> There, she had in her purse three, excuse me, syringes, including two with a clear liquid, and the other one, of course, had brown stuff in it. Um, yeah, they don't know why she was trying to kill him. They were just like, whatever, you know, she tried to kill her husband. Her bond was set at $100,000. Uh, yeah. She wouldn't, of course, comment on it. That must be like a personal thing. Kind of like a stabbing versus a shooting. Either way, you're going to kill them. But a stabbing is more personal. Well, if you're going to take time to put shit into their blood, that's pretty personal. Yeah. She probably then, had an argument with them beforehand. It was like, you know, if I have her to kill you, I'm going to do it via syringe full of my feces. Kind of like when you have those, like, semi-joking conversations with your significant other, and you're like, if I kill you, I'm going to put you in a wood chipper. But you're really right. serious, one of those? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, well, at least you follow through. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is for her. Right? Um, the lady of her word. It must not have gotten into his blood system. Cause like, how, how? That would kill you, right? I don't, apparently not. out there listening, <laughs> give us a call, 646-478-3599. Let us know if poop can kill you. <laughs> In the blood, anyway. Um, well, I have a less disturbing story. Um <laughs> It's about a man, an elderly gentleman, 71 years old, Karen, uh, Cameron uh, James Torquillos. He was visiting Boynton. Oh, goodness, I can't talk to it at all. 
Bonita Beach Park in Florida, and he is arrested for holding up traffic. Now, he wasn't trying to cause a scene or anything. He's been driving, he was driving around for 45 minutes trying to find a park parking spot, and he finally saw somebody backing out of uh, said parking spot, and as he was waiting for the car to come out, he backed up traffic a little bit. An officer in uniform noticed the situation at hand, went up to the man's window, and knocked, proceed, you know, move forward so he can clear the traffic. Well, the guy, frustrated, as we can all imagine, if you were driving around for 45 minutes trying to find a parking spot, did not say he wasn't going to move, and when then the officer told the man to step out of the vehicle, to which Mr. Torekios rolled up his window. Once the guy that was in the vehicle that was clearing the parking lot left, Cameron went ahead and parked his vehicle and was arrested as soon as he stepped out of the car. Now, the thing is, it didn't, I mean, you know, the situation was resolved once he was, you know, parked. But my whole thing is, like, couldn't the officer, like, see what was going on? He's waiting for a vehicle to leave a parking spot and then, you know, proceed to park. And if not that, if that's not the case, then why would he ask, if he's trying to resolve the issue, why would he ask the guy to get out of his car while it's still holding up traffic? You know, you're supposed to, I think you were supposed to at least, you know, get to somewhere safe that doesn't impede on any other, you know, drivers. But how do you feel about that story? I think it's strange. Um, Thank you, Beth. I have, yeah, I have my, <laughs> I have my own, um, opinion on cops lately, especially given, oh, I got to go off on a tangent real quick, speaking of cops. Here we go. So, hopefully my mom is not listening, because there was a shooting and or stabbing in my apartment complex um, two days ago, and so I pull up, and cop is like super rude he's like the line means because of course it's all roped off the entrance he's like the line means you can't go in there and I'm like looking at him like no shit Sherlock like first off I already am not too fond of cops secondly he gives me attitude third he won't let me go home and it's like 10 o'clock at night and I was a little upset so oh and then I'm like can you tell me what's going on? No, we can't. So, we can't. What do you mean you can't? Because the other cop was walking by, and he was telling the kid what was going on. A freaking kid. <laughs> I feel some type of way about cops right now. I mean, I always kind of uh, have. So, but, this story could almost been about you then. <clears throat> I kind of kept my mouth shut, though. Kind of. Kind of. Well, you didn't get arrested. You're not in jail, so you did. A good I job. didn't. Although I, I was so mad, man. 
I was like, oh, I was mad. It wasn't good. I well, want, I wanted to say a lot, but I held my tongue. You know, good self control. I'm proud of you. Thanks. I tried. Well, that's uh, as a result of him getting um, arrested, his vehicle was towed from the parking spot that he waited 45 minutes for. I don't know in a place I'll go to I have to look around for parking for 45 minutes. After, like, 15 minutes, I'll just scrap the whole plan. I'm like, you know what? Don't worry about it. You know, we're, I'm just going to go do something else. But his car is towed. He's in jail. And he is... I think he was arrested for resisting arrest, um, not obeying a officer, and maybe a few other charges. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't hold his tongue at all. Some of the nice yelling at the officer is like, I'm not, don't you have anything better to do? Um, what are you going to do, beat up a 72-year-old man? Kind of enticing the officer. Seventy-two. Dang. All right. Anyway, um, sometimes when you drive out in the country, you see deer, and they you usually see them first by their eyes. Sometimes they like to run across the road. Sometimes they like to run into your vehicle. That actually happened to me. I did not hit it. It hit me. Um. Uh, are you sure that the deer hit you, or you hit the deer? One hundred percent. I had to check. I had to check my truck for freaking marks, but it was a doe, and she didn't have antlers, so it was okay. But sometimes deer run into the road, and of course, people like to try and you know avoid them, um, avoid hitting them anyway. So, in where is this? Finland. They have decided to start putting this glow-in-the-dark spray on the deer's antlers so that you can see them in the dark. Now, mind huh. you, there's already something messed up with this because the picture has the damn deer on a leash, which is <laughs> weird. But We're going to check out all the male deers and spray their antlers? Apparently, like, I mean, and that's that's a good point. Like, it's only the, the male deers that have it. So, I don't understand. And the thing is, like, it would either make them more appealing to hunters because it's easier to see at night. You can now hunt them at night, which right. if they have such a population that 4,000 reindeer are killed in traffic accidents every year in Finland, which, by the way, they are, it may not be that big of a deal, but or it could make them less. I don't know. I feel like if they did that to all the deer, then the little baby deer that haven't been sprayed yet would be uh, prime targets, you know, for hunting. Maybe. Anyway, what do you think? Like, it's weird think enough that you see their eyes, but their antlers too. I don't think that plan was really thought through because you know they are built that way so they can blend in with, you know, their surroundings. So whatever predators, they're kind of like highlighting them for whatever predators that they have in the area, if they do have any predators. I'm not sure what some of the wildlife. But, and it just goes, you, how do you go about doing that? Just 
every deer you encounter, or do you have a team that goes out into the forest and tries to track down the deer and then spray them? And then, on top of that, glow-in-the-dark uh, paint wears off. You know, it, yeah, you can set in light, but you know it eventually dims, so it's still a flawed plan, like, all around. It's a good idea, but it's just the reality of things make it improbable. Highly improbable. You I'm put a lot of thought into that. I did. I did. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was just trying to, I was trying to see, like, all right, yes, that's a good thought, but if you try to put that thought into action, that's no. Borderline impossible to do. <laughs> what are you going to tell, you know, the officer when you hit the deer? Well, he didn't have to glow in the dark ambush, so I didn't see him. Or you could just be more aware that there's deer in the area and not be flying down the road. I mean, yeah, I agree with you on that one. I'm not going to lie. If you didn't know, yesterday, March 9th, marked, oh, God, 97 to 2014. Six years. Crap. Seven years. (laughs) Seven Uh, years. Oh, God. Yeah, I didn't do well in math. Anyway, seven years since B died. You're going with seven and years. Ninety-seven to two. Oh my God! I'm seventeen so years. Yeah, there you go. seventeen years. It's alright. I'm twelve. Apparently, <laughs> I don't know. Um. Anyway, seventeen years since Biggie died. So, um, and if you were on social media last last night, um, yesterday, like through all throughout the day, there were like tons of posts, and people were like changing their profile pictures and R.I.P. Biggie and blah blah blah. So, I shouldn't say blah blah blah. I'm about to say so in paying my respects, <laughs> paying our respects. But I just have both, it's messed up, man. I can't do math. I can't talk. Just you know what? In honor. Uh, the notorious D.I.G. We've got this next for But I can't feel that hardcore appeal 
short like leprechauns as I crush so-called willies, thugs, and rapper dawn. Uh, get in that ass, quick, fast like Ramadan. It's that rap phenomenon, Don Dada. Topper, you got to call me Francis M.H. White intake like toast, so iron. What's told in shootout, stay low and keep firing. Keep extra clips for extra issues. Who's next to flip on that cat with that grip on rap? The most shady. Frankie, baby. Ain't no telling where I may be. May see me in D.C. at Howard Homecoming with my man Capone drumming up in something. You should know my steelo. Went from 10 G's for blow to 30 G's a show to... I've never seen before, so Jesus, get off the notorious Uneasy before I squeeze and bust It's the beef between us, we can settle it With the chrome and metal I make it hot like a kettle get You're delicate, you better get Who sent you, you still pedal I got more rides, a great adventure Biggie, how oh, are you gonna do it? Kick in the door, wave in the floor All you heard was Papa, don't hit me no more Kick in the door, wave in the floor All you heard was Papa, don't hit me no more Detroit players, Tim's for my hooligans in Brooklyn, dead right, get the head right, Biggie there, air night, Papa been school since days of under rules, never lose, never choose to, Bruce, Bruce, who, do something to us, Come on. talk go through us, girls want to us, wanna do us, screw us, screw us, yeah, Papa and Get back, do a quarter, flip the script, and 
the city, play Monopoly. Radio, 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 And welcome back. You're listening to what, race? This is Rome. I am accompanied by my host, Colby. And we mm-hmm. have a few more stories for you tonight. I'll go and lead us off with this next one. There is a food truck in Texas by the name of Caucasian. Now, it's not... Thanks for that. I'm sure you did. As well as some of the other people that are in San Antonio. Now, it's spelled C-O-C-K-Asian. A-S-I-A-N. And... She, the lady, her name is Candy Yolder. She's a chef, and she, the reason why she chose this particular name is because it was a play on words, and she is white and has no Asian background whatsoever, aside from cooking Korean and other Asian cuisines or eateries or you know, whatever have you. Her signature dish, which is most most people find appetizing is a Korean fried chicken. Now, the issue, along with the controversy over the name, is that when people that work in, I guess, office jobs try to look her up online, they end up running into porn more so than her actual website. The website is congregationtrust.com. <laughs> yeah, you can see the issue that would arise there. I didn't actually look it up myself. I don't really want porn on my um, computer. I'm sure you didn't. Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> but the interesting thing is she <laughs> she opened last November, and she was coordinating with the San Antonio Food Truck Association. And, I mean, if things went well with them, you'd think, you know, they wouldn't have an issue after they certified her to sell food out of a truck. Right. She goes to different businesses that have over uh, 12,000 employees every day. And um, the uh, San Antonio Food Truck Association, I don't even want to know, SHAFA, whatever you want to call it, President uh, Keith Hill told the Express News that he himself tried to Google uh, Caucasian's menu and then the results weren't her website. The food actually looks pretty good. There's a couple of pictures up on the news article. I'll see if I could try to the website without running into porn. But mm-hmm. she, that's, that, the basis of their name was the fact that she was a white woman cooking Asian food, and she wasn't trying to have it offend anybody. And it's more so of a joke than anything else. But, I mean, it's a really popular uh, venue since she has uh, 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 returning customers. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's really not that... It's really not offensive. I mean, I could get how that would be really irritating to be at work and try and... try and look them up and then porn come up like that would kind of suck but it's not offensive like yeah I just typed it into the URL 
that came up. Let's see if I can Google it right now. Let's see what comes up. Oh, the porn. Yeah, but do you have your settings like? Probably not. You're a guy that lives by himself. Like you don't really have to worry about kids getting on your computer and trying to find stuff. Okay. I guess you know since Google does that whole thing where it, uh, I'll just go to show I don't look at porn much, but you know it's called <laughs> I think <laughs> Insta Google. So as you're typing, it tries to narrow down your search. So I can see a porn mm-hmm. pops up for the first four letters of that. So what it's really saying is her customers are just horny at work a lot. Pretty much. Pretty much. I'm sure since this article made news and headlines that Google has went inside and tried to fix the issue with her business and try to, I guess, set down on the amount of porn or the easy access of porn. Well, does it say Google or just when we try to when people try to search? No, it says Google when people try to Google the uh, name of the restaurant. Yeah, those. Okay. I know since I am a IT guy that you know when you're uh, blocking certain websites like porn, you put in you know you put in. Uh, select words, you have to cancel and select words that you automatically uh, invalidate the website. So you restrict that. Those are part of the restrictions. But, okay, let's think think about this, though. Like, some works, works, wow, some places of employment have, like, such strict search stuff that in order to get around it, you have to do the whole HTTPS thing, which I only know because of being my generation and trying to get out of schoolwork while on the computer, um, while at school. But so if you do that, then it negates any any settings that they've got, right? No, not really. It, if you try to search anything that has uh, there's a list that you can put words on, and any if you try like for the example of the article, if you try to type it in and any if it's in any part of the word, then it's just gonna flag it and say no. Get a huge stiff arm. Get denied. Oh, well, that stinks. Yeah. But, like, again, you can, I mean, technology nowadays, you just go, you know, step outside the office and look it up on your phone unless you really do involve yourself in that much amount of porn. That is actually a really good point. Throughout this whole conversation, it didn't even occur to me, which is kind of sad. It's okay. I I forgive you. Do you forgive me? Because I was really, really concerned. (laughs) Hey, look, you already got fired once tonight. Should we go for a second? You can't fire me. You can't fire me, man. You get a little conceited just being a host for the show. Oh, my God. Do you remember McGruff, the crime dog? Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, I'm glad that wasn't after your time. I was a little nervous there. All right, so um, one of the actors that used to play him, which kind of cracks me up because it's a man in a suit, so it really doesn't matter, but right. his name is John Morales, and he's 41. Um, he has actually been sentenced to almost 20 years behind bars after pleading guilty possessing... <laughs> 1,000 marijuana plants and nearly 30 weapons, including a grenade launcher and thousands of ammunition <laughs> rounds. Wow. Paranoid much? Yeah. Um, that used to be McGruff, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he um, was arrested in 2011 after uh, police and drug-sniffing dogs, ironically, um, stopped him for speeding, and then they noticed the pot smell, and one thing led to another, and then a baby was born. It was crazy, but no. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he had indoor pot growing operations. Again, this isn't, well, I don't know if I said this, but this is in Texas, so nowhere near legal. Um, right. Yeah, so they went in and seized a 1,000 marijuana plants, 9,000 rounds of ammunition for 27 weapons, including shotgun, pistols, rifles, military grenade launcher, you know, just random things he had lying around the house. He was sentenced to 16 years in jail on Monday. That would be actually last Monday. Um, Yeah, it's kind of funny that McGruff got caught by dogs. Busted. <laughs> I guess it's really like I didn't realize how seventies Mogruff is. Like, have you seen his pants? Seventies. Yes. Have you seen his pants? He wear like Mogruff no. has like of course the the beige trench coat thing. So wasn't he like a detective or something? Yeah, I guess he, okay. I guess he was. So he has that, but then his pants are plaid. Flair, and it's a male dog. Like, that is very 70s. I may not have been yeah. alive then, but I watched yeah. that, that 70s show. <laughs> <laughs> so that counts and makes up for you not being born? Absolutely. Well, yeah. See, I remember him being uh, mostly from the cartoons. I, never, I don't think he ever came to my school. I don't but think he did mine either. Trench coat and he's wearing blue jeans and the images I remember him in. Well, trust so, me. He's not wearing blue yeah. jeans. So you had a 70s version of... Apparently. What the heck? I don't know if you've um, gone on Craigslist any time recently, but... Very interesting how they've re- redone, um, like, if you look up places to rent, they've, like, mm-hmm. redone how it pops up to where it's a map, which is way more handy. But when you use a Mac and everything's, like, touch anyway, it's really annoying. Just a thought, in case anybody's looking for houses. Just trying to help you out. You're welcome. It's completely relevant to the topic. 
Sorry, you kind of do that from time to time. Just go off on random, random, randomness. I can't help it, man. Uh, I understand. Uh, I have another article. <clears throat> I guess you can tie it with the crime fighting business. But if have you seen the movie Pacific Rim? No. All right, didn't think so. Well, in that movie, there are giant robots fighting creatures like Godzilla. Not Godzilla from particular, but like, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this word. Kaju creatures. They come from another dimension and just wreak havoc on the world. They go to San Francisco, wreak havoc, Japan, all that good stuff. Anyway, the basis of the story is that two students in Japan have created exoskeletons and they use them for, you know, reenacting fights. Mostly for, like, Since playing around. That's what and, most people would use those for. Of course. Uh, the exoskeletons run about 50 grand each, and what they are hoping to do is that they'll have these, they're called skeletronics. It's kind of an odd term, seeing how they don't have any electrical computers or anything like that. They're full, they're just made out of uh, aluminum and springs to help them move around. You can see them in the video uh, running. They can get up to five miles an hour. That's really, really slow for a run. Um, they're not built to uh, lift heavy objects. I think this one can lift up to 250 pounds, which is not much. But it's more so like a, I guess, high-end toy instead of... Uh, it sounds fun. Uh, yeah, it, it does. Um, I think I would enjoy you know, running around in that for a little bit, I guess. But I don't have it really... uh, like 500 or 50 grams just laying around like that. Right. I, I mean, like, that's not my type of thing at all, but that really does actually sound pretty fun. Right. <laughs> Like, it's if funny you have a bunch of stupid friends, that would just be, like, <laughs> you could have so much fun with it. You could cause a lot of damage with that, too, come to think of it. That's not right. That would be a nice head turner, too, just, you know, for, uh, casually going to the store, I guess, and one of these things. No big deal. would be a nice one. <laughs> Down in a nice little exoskeleton. Yeah, what, what what do you what do you get around in? Very interesting. They actually have some competition. Panasonic, the company, plans on releasing similar suits, but for five grand instead of fifty grand, and they are will be able to do the same thing. They're probably adding some uh, electronic features that you know make moving around a lot easier. So they have competition. So it's a big name. Company. Hmm. I didn't know Panasonic was still around. I know they make batteries and the TVs every now and again, but they still need to compete with two young Tokyo inventors for their push boats. So, yeah. Well, then, on that note, we'll be right back after this. DJ Scout, 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 Scout,